It's time for number four, Kenneth Walker, the fourth best pick in fantasy football 2023, only behind these gentlemen right here. Yeah, it begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. My top four picks in fantasy football 2023. Number one was Burrow. Number two, Jameer Gibbs. Both going in round four. Sometimes three, sometimes higher, but you can get both of these guys in round four in all your grandma leagues. Frankly, you can get them in some underdog fantasy promo code Smitty Leagues. And I just can't guarantee that these two guys will be even remotely close to 4.1 come September 1, come mid-August. And number three over here, Justin Fields. Watch all three of these videos if you haven't already below in the description this guy right here justin fields fields of dreams it fields great baby this guy is a marvel a wrecking ball a win a league player in round number five something i don't think you'll touch in august 15 to september 1 territory i might add these three are the best picks in fantasy football 2023 giving cost of entry and this man right here handcuffed to Zach Charbonnet is the fourth best pick in fantasy football 2023. And honestly, I comb through the rankings. I comb through ADP rankings. I comb through consensus data rankings. I comb through my own rankings looking for a better value to see if I need to throw another name up here like Drake London, who is very, very close to being number four because he can go around four. He can go sometimes around five. He would probably be the number five overall player if this series extended through five players. Christian Watson, he's going a little higher than Drake London. He's climbed into three. Not always. Sometimes he's in four. He was a very close candidate to be number four overall. But because Kenneth Walker has been falling into round five, not every time, but a majority of the time, especially when we draft on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty and we're doing these weekly winners best ball drafts, he's been falling to round five more times than I can count. And it's a steal, it's a home run. You have to cuff the two together because you don't know how it's gonna play out. You don't know if if Walker goes down and Charbonnet gets in there, a guy we loved before the NFL draft. If Charbonnet gets in there and starts doing work, they could keep him in. He is so good. It just so happens that two elite running backs are on the same roster. It's not a case of, oh, well, if Walker was that good, he'd be able to hold off Charbonnet no matter how good Charbonnet looked when he came in. Not the case when you have two really good elite running backs. Keep in mind that I had top 10, top 5 to 10 potential written all over Charbonnet walking into the NFL draft. Keep in mind that I had top 5 to 10 running back appeal really top one to five walking into 2023 after his rookie year for kenneth walker and had five to ten same value as i had for charbonnet entering his rookie year in walker's rookie year i had him five to ten so you essentially have two top five to ten elite bulldogs in this backfield and you just don't know how it's going to play out but what you do know is pete carroll's probably rolling with one of them. And that means that you're not really putting yourself in one of those boxes where a lot of people will say, I don't want to be stuck in that situation where I don't know who I'm going to start each week. Pete Carroll committed to Penny during this man, Kenneth Walker's rookie year. He did until he didn't. Then it was Kenneth Walker time. And Walker was fantastic. He was amazing. He was arguably rookie of the year to a lot of people. He won leagues. He was on our moon men list, our bold predictions. And we walked into 2023 before the NFL draft handed us Zach Charbonnet in Seattle. Before that, this guy was in our community 
top one to five for all running backs in fantasy football. In that one to five ranking across our community, most people lean toward the five, four or five territory. But the point is, he was a top five running back, especially in our community, before Charbonnet landed in Seattle. And I think everybody needs to remind themselves that A.J. Dillon's in Green Bay. Has Aaron Jones continued to be an elite top five running back in fantasy football? I'm not saying this year, but but for the last handful of years, A.J. Dillon hasn't taken that away from Aaron Jones. And you might say, well, Aaron Jones caught passes, Smitty. Well, this might be the inverse of that. Maybe Charbonnet does come in on third downs and take some receiving work away from Walker. If we pretended Walker wasn't going to evolve as a very good pass catching back at the NFL level, which I'm going to argue in a minute. But if we pretended that to be true, don't just think everything's going to be repeated from over here like it's a blueprint. Walker can survive Charbonnet in the inverse way as Aaron Jones has been surviving very comfortably A.J. Dillon, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and that's a very much more comparable. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Terrible scenario. Nick Chubb's been doing fine. Cream Hunt's been in Cleveland just taking away the PPR upside. Nick Chubb still delivers. We have a tendency as human beings, this is part of the psychology and fantasy football that your boy brings to the table. We have a tendency as human beings to think about what have you done for me lately? What is the last thing that I've heard? Recency bias is really what we're talking about here. And recency bias being that this man that we've been touting to the moon all offseason long heading into the NFL draft landed on the roster where we already have one of our fantasy football heroes. And it's going to piss a lot of people off. It's going to be a drag because you've heard me talk this man up so much. Zach Charbonnet is going to be a monster. You've heard me say it all offseason long. Don't let recency bias of your inflated balloon, your inflated excitement for Walker. Don't let that cloud your judgment. Don't let that recent event make you forget that we talked about Walker just like we talked about Charbonnet. Don't let your recency bias affect the facts and logic that when Pete Carroll called Zach Charbonnet before he even ended his sentence, hey Zach, comma, you're going to have to play special teams. Keep in mind that Walker tore it up in 2023. Keep in mind Walker's going to walk out week one as the standalone starter. You don't even know he could, but you don't even know if Zach Charbonnet is going to get a single carry in week one. We don't even know if Zach Charbonnet is going to be fully healthy, ready to go, fully versed in the offense. He could be on special teams for four weeks, and then people everywhere are going to go, oh my God, we overestimated this situation. People forget that, that Walker looked phenomenal on the field, and a lot of these Excel stat-only fantasy football analysts out there are scaring the hell out of Walker believers or people that are clinging on for dear life to remain a Walker believer. These little stat guys out there are cranking out data related to inefficiency without even like watching a game. I get it that he was inefficient. A lot of short yardage, situations but let me tell you something if you watch the game with your eyes if you use the logic and judgment you would notice a few things when you watch kenneth walker's game film for every bad play you can find where walker doesn't get good yardage i can show you another play 
where he gets out of that mess that wasn't his fault, where he's corralled in the backfield and has nowhere to go, and you're judging him for going down with three guys swarming on top of him. For every one of those situations, you can go find film where he slips out of that. He can step laterally in ways that we haven't really seen since like Marshall Falk. I'm not calling him Marshall Falk. I'm saying we haven't seen it since Marshall Falk. Maybe it's done differently. It's not at Marshall Falk type levels, but in his own way, Walker's moving and navigating in that unique, crazy lateral left to right type of way that makes him so elusive and impossible to tackle one-on-one. -on -one. The problem is people are cranking out data, which is a good problem really for the people that believe. I kind of like that he's been dropping an ADP. I mean, I wouldn't be putting him number four overall for the best pick in fantasy football because of Charbonnet had he not fallen to fourth and fifth round value. So I'm glad, I'm very, very grateful to all the doubters out there and the Excel sheet Eric's that are just cranking out this data over and over saying, hey, he was very inefficient during this time frame use your brain use your eyeballs use your intuition use your logic and say to yourself if you even watched a game eric if you even watched a game excel eric i don't even know if you did but when you say he was inefficient did you watch did you see him get corralled by three or four defensive players in the backfield similar to etn being such a bad goal line runner did you watch those four straight carries ETN got last year where he was literally tackled before he barely got his hands on the football? People don't look at those things and that's where I come in and tell you, don't worry about those inefficient stats. This is a guy that if Charbonnet wasn't there would be in my top five overall. And Charbonnet being there is a problem unless you handcuff them together. This wins leagues in 2023. Here's one team I'm building on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Use code Smitty. The link is in the description of every video, including this one, and they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, this right here is a team that I'm assembling via a slow draft on Underdog's weekly winners fantasy football best ball contest, where you draft a team one time, you don't get to sub anybody out or draft again, it's best ball. You draft once and you're done, but the payouts are weekly. There's no end of season prize. Week one's independent from week two, week two's independent from week three, and so on and so on and so on. Literally, your whole team could be hurt until week 10 and they can come in in week 11 and, and win week 11 only and you win 20 grand. First place any week, standalone. No week has anything to do with another week. First place gets 20 grand. Second place gets 10 grand. Third place gets nine grand then eight, then seven, then six. The prize pool is the same replicated each week. So you literally draft one team, you don't do a single thing, no lineups, no waivers, and you really get 17 leagues in a way because each week is like one week and then it's done. And look what I did. I drafted Bijan number six overall. I drafted Alave in the second round at pick 19. I drafted Joe Burrow at number 30 in round number three. I took Jameer Gibbs in the fourth round, one pick ahead of his ADP. He's going 44, that's round four. Jameer Gibbs in round four. That means Kenneth Walker, I grabbed at 54 overall. His ADP's 53. This is number five. My fifth drafted player was Kenneth Walker. And of course, I'm gonna grab Charbonnet in the next round. I got Jahan Dotson, I got George Pickens, I got Chris Olave at wide receiver. Kenneth Walker, at this value with all of the risk baked in, all of the risk that people shovel down your throat that's related to these crazy efficiency stats that you just can't use, all of that is baked in times 10. I would take him around three. Don't tell anybody. I'd take him around four. Don't tell a soul. And now I'm getting him 
and five as player number five on my team, and he could be a top five running back. Imagine if we walk out of week one and Charbonnet's not even touching the ball. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but imagine if it does. Who's the best pick in fantasy football if that happens? You're looking at him. You're looking at him right here. Here is another team. Same contest. Travis Kelsey, I took it round one at number three. But this draft, I wanted to go different. And you guys know I'm very much against drafting Derrick Henry in season long. But because each week is independent from another, even if Derrick Henry just played well or amazing for four weeks and then got hurt, I have four chances to win 20k in this particular weekly winner contest on underdog fantasy promo code smitty you literally draft once and you try and win like 17 independent weeks and your optimal lineup is set for you there's no waivers or lineups and in this format henry's a lot more attractive and i don't draft him very often but in this format i couldn't resist building this little team right here in a 12 team 15 dollar entry 20k to first place every single individual week Again, Again, Kelsey in round one, Barkley in round two, Derrick Henry round three, Drake London round four, Kenneth Walker was my fifth round pick. These drafts are still going. They're back to back. In these weekly contests, Walker's got a little bit later ADP. He kind of goes tail end around four to sometimes top around five in a regular best ball. But in the weekly winners, for some reason, he's falling almost like clockwork into the 5.1 to 5.5. I'm getting him every time at the top around five right now in the weekly winners contest. This wins leagues, plain and simple. And for all the people that say, Smitty, but he can't catch. I'm worried about Charbonnet taking the PPR. Again, even if we assume that to be true, which I don't believe it to be, and I'll say why in a minute, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. It's not something you should be worried about at fifth round value at your fifth drafted player. Do you understand what I'm saying, Bob? That argument doesn't hold water. What you should be saying, Bob, is, hey, Smitty, if everybody's wrong about him not being a PPR type guy, what does that do for the guy and my team if he ends up being a PPR monster from my fifth drafted player, fifth round draft slot? I'll tell you what it does. Got him. And for everybody saying, he won't catch passes, Smitty. He didn't catch passes in college. He looked good catching passes last year. And not to mention what I said at the beginning of 2022 before this man caught an NFL pass, before he took a single NFL snap. Use your judgment and your eyeballs because Zeke Elliott didn't catch passes in college either. Zeke Elliott was coined as a non-PPR player entering the NFL. And I came out and I said on NBC, CBS Sports Radio, I said... Don't listen to all the people running their mouth about Zeke Elliott being some sort of lost cause PPR guy. He's got great hands. Look at his workout. They just didn't use him. I said the same thing about Walker. Pete Carroll loves Kenneth Walker. And even though this guy is a good pass catcher, and if, look, Zach Charbonnet got in there, he'd be a top 5 to 10 running back. My pre-NFL draft analysis and projections for him don't change. That's why the handcuff is so important, because if he did go down, Kenneth Walker, you'd have a top 5-10 to 10 running back. You can't say that about many handcuffs in the NFL. This is the best handcuff in the NFL. Not just most important handcuff, but the best talent that could be top 5-10 to 10 running back material. This is Alexander Madison and waiting times two. We've been waiting for Madison to get in. Every year when we draft Madison, we're like, if Cook gets hurt, Madison to the moon. This is Madison times two. And so for that reason, stand alone, you should be drafting this guy whether you own Kenneth Walker or not. You should not be drafting Kenneth Walker 
without Zach Charbonnet, who goes around 100 overall. His ADP is about 100, so take him at 92. Don't reach in the 70s, don't be a bob, but grab him in the 90 to 98 range to be safe. You have zero excuses. You have zero excuses for owning Walker without Charbonnet. Zero, because it does determine whether you win your league. There's a reason both of them are up right now. I'm not wasting screen real estate to have Zach Charbonnet's head poking out over Walker's. If you don't listen to me about the cuff and the importance of cuffing, and you just take this video and go, oh, Smitty likes Walker, I'm not gonna get Charbonnet. Or, hey, Smitty, I didn't get Charbonnet, but you better be right about Walker. You didn't pay attention. You didn't pay attention at all. This combination is critical given how important he is if he goes down, given how good Charbonnet is if Walker gets banged up and he comes in and Carroll's like, I can't take this guy out. Charbonnet's a monster. You have to own both. But going back to Walker, Walker's hands at the combine proved to me he can catch. He's got as good a hands as anybody in the top five or six for running backs in fantasy football. He does. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. I've seen him catch footballs. You know what he does as well as anybody, if not better? Navigates open field, open spaces, open planes. And when he gets a football, whether he runs it or catches it and he turns and faces the defense, he has 4,000 avenues in his mind as to where he's going to take the football. And he has a natural instinct you can't teach a player to choose the, the direction of least resistance and most opportunity to get more untouched yards. And then when he gets to another fork in the road after selecting said path, he will then determine which direction to go from there. This isn't just an A to B runner. This is a guy that literally runs all over the field, turning like Forrest Gump, running straight, running this way, running that way. Kenneth Walker is unreal. And to suggest he can't be a top five PPR running back in 2023, in 2024, in 2025, assuming he staves off Zach Charbonnet, who you have to cuff to account for all the risk. But if he does hold off Zach Charbonnet, if anybody thinks his skill set, his ability to dominate open space, which tells you whether a player is going to be a good receiver, if his hands are sound, which they are, and he navigates open space better than anybody in the National Football League, in my opinion. Those are the two things that make you a good receiving running back. People are out of their minds if they think this guy can't be top five in the league in PPR production as a running back. It's simple. These are your win-a-league players, guys. And you can get almost all of them on one team. I've even done it in one QB best ball where there's optimal quarterback scoring. You wouldn't want to do this in redraft because you'll never know which quarterback to start each week. You'll get it wrong. But in best ball, they start the highest quarterback for you. And I've got one QB teams with this entire lot. But in a traditional redraft league, not best ball, with your buddies, you don't want to own Fields and Burrow in a 1QB, but you could own Burrow in 3, Gibbs in 4, Walker in 5. You could own Gibbs in 3, Walker in 4, Fields in 5. There you have it. These right here are the four best picks in fantasy football 2023. These are the very best picks you could make given cost of entry. All of the links are down below if you want to go through each individual video. And again, go draft all of these guys on underdog fantasy promo code smitty go do it do it live get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty